Patrol now at RFK Stadium, where fires broke out this afternoon. Our Supreme Court decisions affecting Maryland gun permit provision. I'm Kate Ryan. The Dow down 129 points today. The Nasdaq up 194. It's 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. The man accused of firing into an Independence Day parade crowd north of Chicago has been charged. Lake County State's Attorney Eric Reinhardt. The Lake County State's Attorney's Office has charged Robert Cremo III with seven counts of first-degree murder. <laughs> for the killing spree that he has unleashed against our community. According to police, the accused shooter used a high-powered rifle similar to an AR-15. CBS's Chris Van Cleef. Police say he sprayed more than 70 rounds down upon hundreds of people watching Highland Park's 4th of July parade. Seven were killed, 38 others were wounded, including at least four children. We do believe Cremo pre-planned this attack for several weeks. Officers caught Cremo more than eight hours after the massacre, just five miles away. In the car, another rifle. The January 6th House panel sets its next public hearing. CBS's Scott McFarland. The January 6th committee says its next hearing will be Tuesday, 10 a.m. Washington, D.C. time. And committee members tell CBS News it's likely to focus on the role of domestic violent extremism, far-right groups, alleged conspirators. As the committee seeks its next big witness, it's trying to get an on-the-record interview with former White House counsel Pat Cipollone. WNBA star Brittany Griner's trial in Russia resumes on Thursday. Today, State Department spokesman Ned Price said Griner had the chance to speak with a U.S. representative in Moscow at the start of her trial. Brittany Griner uh, asked her to convey the message that she is keeping the faith. Reiner was arrested in Russia in February on a charge of possessing cannabis oil. A wildfire burning in Northern California grew significantly, prompting mandatory evacuation orders and warnings in Amador and Calaveras counties, and then died down a bit. But Amador County Sheriff Gary Redmond says he expects it to regain strength. The heat of the day and you know, some of the uh, temperatures coming up, the fire will, will, will start being active again. Uh, I'm hopeful that they've got some good containment. For the second time in less than a year, the Great Salt Lake has hit historic lows. CBS's Allison Keyes reports. Utah's Department of Natural Resources says the largest natural lake west of the Mississippi is down to just over 4,190 feet. That's less than a record set in October, which matched a 170-year low. That puts millions of migrating birds at risk and is also a problem for some $1.3 billion in recreation, mineral extraction, and brine shrimp. Scientists warn that the dry lake bed could send dust with arsenic in it into the air breathed by millions of people. The agency says lake levels will likely keep dropping until at least fall. The Dow closed down 129 points, NASDAQ up 194. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. It's 8.03 on Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. We have 81 degrees in Columbia, down to the upper 60s to mid-70s. Good evening, I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour. The National Weather Service is investigating possible tornado activity in Prince George's and Anne Arundel counties tonight 
At around 5.30 this evening, a tornado warning was issued when a possible funnel cloud touched down near Bowie in Prince George's. Another tornado warning was issued shortly after for Shadyside in Anne Arundel County. The storm in Bowie was initially reported by the National Weather Service as a confirmed tornado. The National Weather Service now tells WTOP their investigators will head to Bowie and Shadyside and look at the damage evidence of and their radar measurements to determine whether each storm was, in fact, a tornado. And again, uh, that tornado possible touchdown in Bowie near Annapolis Road and Superior Lane. We are hearing from someone who lives in that area. Her name is Trisha Martinez. She tells WTOP her house was crushed by a tree during the windstorm. Took out um, a few walls. The, the roof is like completely caved in on that part of the house. Um, it, the fence is destroyed because it uh, took that out when it fell down. Um, the backyard is just Martinez says nearly half her home is destroyed and more trees came down in her neighborhood in the Somerset area of Bowie. Now, WTOP's Dick Giuliano is also checking out storm damage tonight. He joins me on Skype. And Dick, where are you? Uh, hey, Michelle, we're in a neighborhood that is north of Route 50, and it is actually my uh, second uh, stop. We're going to be meeting with County Executive Angela, also Brooks, who's come to the scene of this damage. I can tell you before me, the damage, uh, at least tree-wise, is significant. I can see two really big sycamore trees totally uprooted and uh, tipped on their side, blocking this roadway at Shield and Sarah Lane in Bowie. You may in the background uh, hear the, uh, the saws already underway as clearing operations uh, are underway. Trees, limbs, power lines are down. Utility crews are on hand. Uh, emergency responders are here. The mayor of Bowie says resources are available. We know of no injuries. The mayor of Bowie tells us he's not heard of any injuries uh, in this severe weather, which uh, all the neighbors around here, Michelle, suspect was a tornado. All right, that is Dick Giuliano reporting from the Bowie area. And again, uh, repeating the National Weather Service now saying they need to confirm they are going to uh, go out to the scene in both uh, Prince George's County and Anne Arundel County of these possible tornado touchdowns to see if, in fact, it was a tornado that touched down in both counties. We'll let you know what they find when we learn it here on WTOP. Another story we've been following for you, D.C. Fire and EMS now have everything under control at RFK Stadium. Firefighters were called there just before 5.30. That's where they found smoke showing in the vicinity of Gate C. D.C. Fire Chief John Donnelly Sr. It was trickling up through the stadium. It was out of the different pathways. It's a pretty open-air stadium. Where the fire it was is open all the way up, so that's what's going to happen. And today, with the heat and humidity, the air is dense, so it's hard to move smoke out of all the different rooms that are in the basement. That's Fire Chief again, John Donnelly Sr. He says there were at least two fires. The cause of the fires still under investigation. No injuries reported. In Maryland, the governor just made it easier to carry a handgun. His decision puts the state in line with the recent Supreme Court decision on a case from New York. Maryland State Police are no longer going to rely on the good and substantial standard when reviewing wear and carry, often called conceal carry, gun permits. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan said the recent Supreme Court decision in a New York case meant it would be unconstitutional to require applicants to meet that standard and called on state police to drop it from consideration 
in processing the permits. Maryland State Police do stress that applicants still need to meet all other requirements, including a full background check, fingerprinting, and to check that those applicants aren't otherwise barred by law from having guns. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 807. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.